鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转。听，爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。听，跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're listening to Morse Read。欢迎收听轻松调频美文阅读 More to Read。我是沈听，让我们在这里一起听美文、学英语。在今天的节目中，我们将会听到俄国作家列夫·托尔斯泰的一句话，中国现代诗人刘大白的一首诗歌《西湖秋饭》，以及一篇讲述母女亲情的散文《Mystery of the White Gardenia》。More to read， 用文字抒发感情，用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily quote。A man is like a fraction whose numerator is what he is, and whose denominator is what he thinks of himself. The larger the denominator, the smaller the fraction. Leo Tolstoy. 一个人就好像是一个分数，他的实际才能好比分子，而他对自己的估计好比分母。分母愈大，则分数值愈小。列夫·托尔斯泰。列夫·尼古拉耶维奇·托尔斯泰出生于1828年 ，1910 年去世，是19世纪中期俄国批判现实主义作家、政治思想家、哲学家，其代表作有《战争与和平》《安娜·卡列尼娜》《复活》等。托尔斯泰出生于贵族家庭。1857年，托尔斯泰出国，他看到资本主义社会的重重矛盾，但找不到消灭社会罪恶的途径，只好呼吁人们按照永恒的宗教真理生活。1863年至1869年，托尔斯泰创作了长篇历史小说《战争与和平》。1873年至1877年，他经12次修改，完成了其第二部里程碑式的巨著《安娜·卡列尼娜》。70年代末。托尔斯泰的世界观发生巨变，写成《忏悔录》。之后，他又完成了一系列剧本、中篇小说和短篇小说的创作，特别是1889年至1899年创作的长篇小说《复活》，是他长期思想、艺术探索的总结。高尔基曾言：“不认识托尔斯泰者，不可能认识俄罗斯。” A man is like a fraction, whose numerator is what he is, and whose denominator is what he thinks of himself. The larger the denominator, the smaller the fraction. Leo Tolstoy. 一个人就好像是一个分数，他的实际才能好比分子，而他对自己的估计好比分母。分母愈大，则分数值愈小。列夫·托尔斯泰。More to read。闭上双眼，静静聆听，敞开心扉，慢慢品味。Poem of the day。西湖秋饭，刘大白
苏堤横亘，白堤纵，横一长虹，纵一长虹。跨虹有畔，月朦胧。桥样如弓，月样如弓。青山双影落桥东，南有高峰，北有高峰。双峰秋色去来中，去也西风。来也西风。The Westlake displays in autumn by Liu Dabai. The Sioux Levee and the White Levee traverse horizontally a rainbow, vertically a rainbow. Across the rainbow, above trees, the moon is hazy. A bridge is like a bow. The moon is like a bow. Two green hills mirror in the lake by the east of bridge. There in the south is a peak. There in the north is a peak. The autumn view of both peaks come and go, going with west wind, coming with west wind. The West Lake displays in autumn. 出自中国现代诗人刘大白。中文版本由轻松调频的主持人小斐为您朗诵。英文版本由鲁四斌翻译。刘大白出生于1880年 ，1932 年去世，别号白乌，浙江绍兴人。他是鲁迅的同乡好友，也是中国现代著名诗人、文学史家。曾东渡日本，南下印尼，接受先进思想。1924年后，他先后担任复旦大学文学系教授、上海大学文学系主任、国民政府教育部常务、政务次长。1925年为复旦大学校歌作词，复旦师生传唱至今。其诗集、散文、杂文、文论和文学理论众多，如《旧梦》《游吻》《卖步谣》《白屋文化》。故事的坛子，中国文学史等。西湖秋饭，刘大白。苏堤横亘，白堤纵，横一长虹，纵一长虹，跨虹有畔。月朦胧，桥样如弓，月样如弓。青山双影落桥东，南有高峰，北有高峰。双峰秋色去来中，去也西风，来也西风。The Westlake displays in autumn by Liu Dabai. 
The Sioux Levee and the White Levee traverse horizontally a rainbow, vertically a rainbow. Across the rainbow, above trees, the moon is hazy. A bridge is like a bow. The moon is like a bow. Two green hills mirror in the lake by the east of bridge. There in the south is a peak. There in the north is a peak. The autumn view of both peaks come and go, going with west wind, coming with west wind. Beauty 尤其是全篇的最后一句起到了画龙点睛的作用。好，下面呢，就让我们一起来读一下这篇文章的中英文版本。英文版本由我的同事宁言为您朗读，中文版本由轻松调频的主持人阿丽为您朗读，由陆
As a teenager, though, I had more fun speculating that it might be a boy I had a crush on, or one who had noticed me, even though I didn't know him. 冒出的许多遐想，有我母亲的一份功劳。他会问我是否替谁做了件特殊的好事儿，以致人家表示谢意了。也许是邻居吧，我帮他一块卸过满满一车的杂货，亦或是马路对面的那个老头。寒冬里，我帮他取回邮件，免除了他不得不走滑溜溜的冰路的危险。然而。正值花季的我，则更乐意猜想，那送花人也许是我暗恋着的男孩，也许是钟情于我，而我却全然不识的人。When I was seventeen, a boy broke my heart. The night he called for the last time, I cried myself to sleep. When I awoke in the morning, there was a message scribbled on my mirror in red lipstick. Hardly know when half gods go. The gods arrive. I thought about that quotation from Emerson for a long time, and until my heart healed, I left it where my mother had written it. When I finally went to get the glass cleaner, my mother knew everything was all right again. I don't remember ever slamming my door in anger at her and shouting, "You just don't understand," because she did understand. I was seventeen. 一个男孩使我心碎，那是他最后一次打电话给我的晚上，我哭成了个泪人不知何时睡了过去。翌日清晨醒来，我看到镜面上用唇膏潦草的写着这么几个字：“半神离去，真神到来，切记。”这句引自爱默生的话，我琢磨良久，并把母亲写的这句话留在镜面上。直到我的心灵创伤得以愈合。当我最终把那几个字从镜面上抹去后，母亲明白一切又恢复正常。我不记得曾经对母亲发过脾气，关门砰砰作响，还扯着嗓门大声吼叫：“你根本不理解！”这实在是因为母亲太知我心了。One month before my high school graduation. My father died of a heart attack. My feelings ranged from grief to abandonment, fear, and overwhelming anger that my dad was missing some of the most important events in my life. I became completely uninterested in my upcoming graduation, the senior class play, and the prom. But my mother, in the midst of her own grief, would not hear of my skipping any of those things. 再有一个月，我就要高中毕业了。偏偏在这时，父亲因心脏病离开人世，我的情绪随之波动起伏，时而悲哀凄凉，自暴自弃；时而又恐惧万分，怨气冲天。我一生中最重要的一些大事，父亲是无缘亲眼目睹了。对于临近的毕业典礼，还有毕业班的演出和舞会，我变得一点都没兴趣。母亲虽然依然沉浸在悲痛之中，却执意不许我置身于那些活动之外。The day before my father died, my mother and I had gone shopping for a prom dress. We'd found a spectacular one with yards and yards of dotted twists in red, white, and blue. It made me feel like Scarlett O'Hara, but it was the wrong size. 
When my father died, forgot about the dress. My mother didn't. The day before the prom, I found that dress in the right size, draped majestically over the living room sofa. It wasn't just delivered, still in the box. It was presented to me beautifully, artistically, lovingly. I didn't care if I had a new dress or not, but my mother did. 父亲病逝前一日，我和母亲一起去商店买参加舞会穿的衣服。我们挑中了一件非常醒目的衣服，是用许多码印有红、白、蓝三色小圆点的细薄麻纱缝制的。穿上它使我感到像斯嘉丽·奥哈拉一般漂亮，但是尺寸不对。父亲病故后，我把那件衣服给忘了，但母亲未曾淡忘。举行舞会的前一日，我发现那件衣服华丽端庄的搭在客厅的沙发上，大小正合适。衣服并非像店里送来时那样装在盒内，而是以这种方式展现在我的眼前，亮亮丽丽，匠心独运，情意浓浓。我早已不在乎是否要添件新衣，可是我母亲却很在乎。She wanted her children to feel loved and lovable, creative and imaginative, imbued with a sense that there was magic in the world and beauty even in the face of adversity. In truth, my mother wanted her children to see themselves much like the gardenia, lovely, strong, and perfect, with an aura of magic and perhaps a bit of mystery. 母亲希望自己的孩子能够感受到人间的情暖。招人喜爱，有创造力，有想象力。相信即便身处逆境，人世间仍有神奇的力量和美好的心灵。事实上，母亲期盼自己的孩子像洁白的栀子花那样可爱、健壮和完美，有股神奇的香味或者带点神秘的色彩。My mother died ten days after I was married. I was twenty-two. That was the year the gardenias stopped coming. 我婚后十天，母亲撒手人寰。当时我二十二岁。就在那一年，再没有人送洁白的栀子花了。Mystery of the White Gardenia, Marsha Aaron's. Every year on my birthday, from the time I turned twelve, a white gardenia was delivered to my house in Bethesda, Maryland. No card or note came with it. Calls to the florist were always in vain. It was a cash purchase. After a while, I stopped trying to discover the sender's identity and just delighted in the beauty and heady perfume of that one magical. Perfect white flower nestled in the soft pink tissue paper, but I never stopped imagining who the anonymous giver might be. Some of my happiest moments were spent daydreaming about someone wonderful and exciting, but too shy or eccentric to make known his or her identity. My mother contributed to these imaginings. She'd asked me if there was someone for whom I had done a special kindness who might be showing appreciation. 
Perhaps the neighbor had help when she was unloading a car full of groceries. Or maybe it was the old man across the street whose mail I retrieved during the winter so he wouldn't have to venture down his icy steps. As a teenager, though, I had more fun speculating that it might be a boy I had a crush on or one who had noticed me even though I didn't know him. When I was 17, a boy broke my heart. The night he called for the last time, I cried myself to sleep. When I awoke in the morning, there was a message scribbled on my mirror in red lipstick. Hardly know, when half gods go, the gods arrive. I thought about that quotation from Emerson for a long time, and until my heart healed, I left it where my mother had written it. When I finally went to get the glass cleaner, my mother knew everything was all right again. I don't remember ever slamming my door in anger at her and shouting, you just don't understand, because she did understand. One month before my high school graduation, my father died of a heart attack. My feelings ranged from grief to abandonment, fear and overwhelming anger that my dad was missing some of the most important events in my life. I became completely uninterested in my upcoming graduation, the senior class play and the prom. But my mother, in the midst of her own grief, would not hear of my skipping any of those things. The day before my father died, my mother and I had gone shopping for a prom dress. We'd found a spectacular one with yards and yards of dotted Swiss in red, white and blue. It made me feel like Scarlett O'Hara, but it was the wrong size. When my father died, forgot about the dress. My mother didn't. The day before the prom, I found that dress in the right size, draped majestically over the living room sofa. It wasn't just delivered, still in the box. It was presented to me beautifully, artistically, lovingly. I didn't care if I had a new dress or not, but my mother did. She wanted her children to feel loved and lovable, creative and imaginative, imbued with a sense that there was magic in the world and beauty even in the face of adversity. In truth, my mother wanted her children to see themselves much like the gardenia, Lovely, strong and perfect, with an aura of magic and perhaps a bit of mystery. My mother died 10 days after I was married. I was 22. That was the year the Gardenias stopped coming. Zie白的栀子花,玛莎艾伦斯 自打十二岁 起， 每一年在我生日那 天， 一只洁白的栀子花便会送到马里兰州贝塞斯达镇上我的 家， 不附名 片， 不附便 条， 多次打电话询问花 店， 均无所 获， 盖应系现金支付。此 后， 我不再去查问送花的人是谁 了， 只是尽情享受那只裹在粉红色绢纸中的。富有魅力的纯白花朵的瑰丽和浓郁芳香所带给我的欢悦，但是，我对谁是匿名送花人的猜测从未停止过。我最快乐的某些时刻，便是充分发挥自己的想象力
，揣测大概是那么一个人，奇妙而激动人心，却又过于腼腆或怪癖而隐姓埋名，冒出这许多遐想，有我母亲的一份功劳。他会问我是否替谁做了件特殊的好事儿，以致人家表示谢意了。也许是邻居吧，我帮他一块卸过满满一车的杂货，亦或是马路对面的那个老头。寒冬里，我帮他取回邮件，免除了他不得不走滑溜溜的冰路的危险。然而，正值花季的我，则更乐意猜想，那送花人也许是我暗恋着的男孩，也许是钟情于我，而我却全然不识的人。我十七岁那年，一个男孩使我心碎，那是他最后一次打电话给我的晚上，我哭成了个泪人不知何时睡了过去。翌日清晨醒来，我看到镜面上用唇膏潦草的写着这么几个字：“半神离去，真神到来，切记。”这句隐似爱默生的话，我琢磨良久，并把母亲写的这句话留在镜面上，直到我的心灵创伤得以愈合。当我最终把那几个字从镜面上抹去后，母亲明白，一切又恢复正常。我不记得曾经对母亲发过脾气，关门砰砰作响，还扯着嗓门大声吼叫：“你根本不理解！”这实在是因为母亲太知我心了。再有一个月，我就要高中毕业了，偏偏在这时，父亲因心脏病离开人世，我的情绪随之波动起伏。时而悲哀凄凉，自暴自弃；时而又恐惧万分，怨气冲天。我一生中最重要的一些大事，父亲是无缘亲眼目睹了。对于临近的毕业典礼，还有毕业班的演出和舞会，我变得一点都没兴趣。母亲虽然依然沉浸在悲痛之中，却执意不许我置身于那些活动之外。父亲病逝前一日，我和母亲一起去商店买参加舞会穿的衣服。我们挑中了一件非常醒目的衣服，是用许多码印有红、白、蓝三色小圆点的细薄麻纱缝制的。穿上它使我感到像斯嘉丽·奥哈拉一般漂亮，但是尺寸不对。父亲病故后，我把那件衣服给忘了，但母亲。未曾淡忘。举行舞会的前一日，我发现那件衣服华丽端庄的搭在客厅的沙发上，大小正合适。衣服并非像店里送来时那样装在盒内，而是以这种方式展现在我的眼前，亮亮丽丽，匠心独运，情意浓浓。我早已不在乎是否要添件新衣。可是我母亲却很在乎。母亲希望自己的孩子能够感受到人间的情暖，招人喜爱，有创造力，有想象力。相信即便身处逆境，人世间仍有神奇的力量和美好的心灵。事实上，母亲期盼自己的孩子像洁白的栀子花那样可爱、健壮和完美，有股神奇的香味或者。带点神秘的色彩
我婚后十天，母亲撒手人寰。当时我二十二岁。就在那一年，再没有人送洁白的栀子花了。今天的节目就要结束了，感谢您的收听，我是沈听，我们明天见。